in good company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Cordoff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. So it's been an interesting few minutes on Skype with Carly to start the recording of our podcast episodes, two apps that we planned. And this is what I heard when I first heard Carly's sweet tones through Skype. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Fucking, this isn't where I've got to change my preferences. I hate this Skype upgrade. I'm going to have to restart download. And I had just been trying to rally my family out of the freaking house. Nick had not been honest about the time he was getting home. So I was pushing everything back and it was chaos all around. And it's it was basically like I said to Carly, are you feeling it? Are we going to do this or are we not? And then she had a few moments and then we came back on. Still not getting the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a happy podcast day. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and then and so we thought we'd push record on what happens in these moments when you're just not feeling it. So, Carly, yeah, do, do you want to tell us, like, where you're at right now, if you can even put it into words? Yeah. So, just, and I, I can hear the emotion in my voice, you know, those, those days where you just can't put your finger on why you're feeling the way you're feeling, yep. but you're feeling it. And, yeah, and that's how I'm feeling at the moment. I can't explain why. <sighs> But I just am. And so, you know, my word for this year is honour. And and I feel like, I don't know, like sometimes you have to show up even when you're not feeling it. And so I'm here and I'm showing up even though I've got tears streaming down my face with no real idea why. Uh I'm here and we're recording this app. <laughs> and, you know, it comes off the back of, you know, one of the things that I was hoping that we could talk about, even although it wasn't kind of in our planned apps. Uh, Sometimes you do have to throw out the plan. <laughs> plan is gone. Plan is bye-byes. Um, I even wrote a few notes about these. Anyway, uh, I, I really wanted to talk about your episode 150 on philosophies. Because all I've been seeing around your groups and social media is people just having massive, huge moments and sending you high fives. And I haven't listened to it yet. Hashtag bad friend. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I really wanted to talk about what that episode was, like what happened in there. And then, and then, and so when I said this to you this just before, maybe we can talk about that. And you're like, yeah, it's kind of like the Foo Fighters. Okay. Okay. Let's just press record and have this conversation yeah. so everyone else can hear it. So, yeah. tell me, do you want to start with Foo Fighters or F150? Uh, I'll start with F150 because okay. that, yeah, it starts there, I guess. Yep. So, I 
I wanted to, you know, I've been doing Carlosophies now for nearly three years. I, it was, it's 150 episodes. It's like monumental. That's huge. And Congratulations. Thank you. And for someone who just was not consistent at anything, like I'm quite proud of myself for making it this far because a podcast is not, it can, you know, it's not the most easy thing to just whack together and get out there. Like it's, um, it's big. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, um, effort from me. So I'm really excited, but I've been feeling the need to like shake shit up a bit. And that's not a Carly thing. I know. I know. <laughs> I just, I'm just kind of bored of what I'm, what I, the, you know, not the free flows. Like I, the funny thing is when I started Carlosophies, I did the free flows just as a way to have something that was quick and easy to get out there. And mm. my interviews, uh, you know, they, they take a long time. For me to create and a lot, a lot more energy. And I've just been feeling in the, in the early days, it was all about the interviews. So the interviews had stacks of downloads and, um, and the free flows, not so many. And I don't look at my stats anymore. So I can't tell you if the balance has shifted, but something has shifted. And I'm feeling the call more to move away from my interviews and really explore, uh, something that I've been looking at for a while and diving into and that is like full expression my full expression you know I've held myself back from stuff for many many years and I want to go all in on some stuff I want to feel um yeah I don't know free and and I'm the only person that's been holding me back so I wanted to explore this in my podcast and I wanted to explore it in my life first. So I decided that I was going to go to singing lessons because that was uh, after our mini experiment episode. That was what kind of came to me. I've always loved to sing. I would love to go back and do um, just some singing for singing for, for fun's sake, not really so that I could become a world famous singer, but just so I could have some fun and experience the feeling that I get when I'm singing. But what I want to be able to do is have that feeling when I'm around other people. Like I can sing like nobody's listening in the car because nobody is listening, but I want to sing like nobody's listening when there are people present. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I thought I'd go to singing lessons and see what, um, yeah, what, you know, what I could learn. And my first singing lesson was confronting uh, because somebody's – I don't know, teaching me, like just, I'm just being pulled way out of my comfort zone, having to trust someone to take me on a journey, you know, all that kind of jazz. When I've been my own guru for so long, it's often hard for me to let go of that control. So went in and she had asked me to record two, like to record me singing Let It Be by the Beatles. And, um, and then she would take me through all the exercises that we were going to do. And at the end, she would record it again. And so I thought it would be really interesting to share that with my audience, like share my imperfect, very imperfect singing with my peeps and show them what it's like, like actually show them how, how I showed up at the start, which was very playing it very, very safe. You can, you can feel that I'm playing it safe. And then what happened after I went through pretty much two hours of, um, therapy. Yeah. Therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what it is. Honestly, yeah. it is. 
uh, getting getting myself out of my way and then afterwards. And the afterwards is way more gritty and not perfect at all, but you can feel there's a difference. Mm. And the whole point of that episode was really to highlight like you can like when you are completely out of your way and you're expressing yourself fully and allowing yourself to be seen in all the imperfection of who you are, then um, and the perfection, then there's there's some kind of magic that happens and people can feel that energy. Mm. So, and and it was very, um, you know, it was a very vulnerable thing for me to do, share. Oh, man. You know. Absolutely. Share the, share the part where I was playing it safe mm. too. It wasn't, it wasn't that hard for me to share the raw, the raw part, though, it, you know, it was kind of because it's not perfect, but it was hard for me to share the safe version. Yeah, right. Because I could feel it. Mm. Anyway, so, so that was the episode and people were really moved by it because I don't think it's that often that, that we're shown that. This is how I played it safe and this is how I'm playing it big. And, and that's okay, you know? So, so that was the episode 150. And then two nights ago, I went to see Foo Fighters in Brizzy because I am a bogan and I love Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl is my celebrity pass. So. Oh, Dave Grohl any day of the week. Yeah. And you know what it is about him? It's just that he is totally owning his like he just totally owns how amazing he is you know and he and he doesn't like yes he's an egomaniac you know he's on the he's at the front of the stage asking the audience come on come on clap me kind of thing this is Mm. all about me and and all about them you know what I loved about him was he I mean he's incredible but he's he gets the audience really participating. And I think this is a lesson really for all of us, you know, well, especially for me, like he's there and he's, he asked to get the lights shown up because he wants to see everyone. And then they're like, oh my God, he can see us, you know, and people want to feel seen by, by anyone. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I just, just watching Dave Grohl, and this was this ties back into us hitting record, even though I'm, you know, a bit of an emotional wreck today, because it's like I'm sure Dave Grohl isn't feeling switched on at all times, but he doesn't let it get in the way of a good show, you know? He just gets up there and gets, like, it's like he switches a switch and he's gone from whatever he's been doing, whatever space he's in, to Dave Grohl rocking on stage. And it is authentic. Mm, yeah. So so there's kind of, it sounds like with honour, there's two kind of, there's probably a million different shades of it. But it, it sounds like there's one where it's, because you could have chosen to interpret honour as I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I'm going to honour that and do this another day versus honour the commitments that yeah. you've made and the way in which, you know, like getting to 150 episodes and never missing a beat with philosophies, you know, you've honoured showing up in a consistent way and you're bringing that to KGC or whatever. 
And, you know, you get to choose which way you want to um, to honour. Like I just feel like there's there's different ways in which you could have interpreted that word this morning. Yeah, there definitely is. And honour, like I – but I think the key is knowing when to honour. So there are times where I will honour my, you know, the feeling that I don't want to do something. Mm. But that sometimes – Sometimes that honoring myself and the things that I, what I'm feeling in the moment isn't honoring my bigger picture. Mm, yes. Yes. And that's the difference, right? Like I can honor that I'm feeling really shit today and that I, you know, I didn't really feel like doing this, but that doesn't honor, uh, you know, my contract with myself to, mm. to play a bigger game. Mm. And so that's the part that I want to honor. Not necessarily just uh, the part where it's like, because if I really was feeling like this is something that isn't good for me overall, then I would just be like, you know what, Lisa, I'm not feeling it today. Let's just not do it. Mm. But then I'd just be feeling shit because I actually want to do this. Mm. It's just sometimes our emotions and our little self-saboteur gets in the way. And that's what I talked about in that episode of 150. Some of the really big work um, singing teacher was around what they, what she calls voice dialogue. I don't know if it's a thing, but where, where she talks to different aspects of myself. So, um, and my biggest one is the protector. So the, my protector is there obviously to protect me. (laughs) Um, and so it will do whatever it takes to protect me. And so the person who would have said, no, let's not do this today, that would have been my protector. Wanting to protect me from being exposed, wanting to protect me from, you know, uh, crying on the mic. Crying on the mic. Uh, but that, but that isn't, (laughs) that, that's just a part of me. And it's not even the, the best part of me, you know? So, I want to show up for, uh, you know, I want to honour my protector and I can do that by just being like, yeah, I understand that you're, you're feeling like I could be exposed here, but I, I need to do this anyway. And, you know, and it's okay. Like I cry on the mic, big deal. <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter in the scheme of things. Yeah. So um, in the larger scheme of things, and I think sometimes we get stuck in the small stuff, sweating the small stuff. I mean, it's a, you know, T-shirt. Yeah. Franchise. Yeah. I, yeah, it's interesting. And I think when I, I have definitely, I have, I'm a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde with this in, in the respect of I can switch it on. And I don't know. And, but then sometimes I forget to switch it off. (laughs) But also, so I've got that ability to kind of just, go on like performance almost and then I have this complete inability to be seen when things are mm. you know happening in my life like uh, I went out for dinner uh, last week with one of my oldest friends and we were talking and she said oh I was speaking to Tony and she was like oh, I haven't heard from Lisa oh okay Lisa must be going through something and I and I do I just sort of hide away I don't talk and yet there is this ability to do work which is often about being seen but 
I am sure 100% that my Small Steps audience can absolutely feel when I'm on and when I'm just not actually really there in in the full Lisa way. Yeah, so we can have both because I, I think the key is that there has to be, it doesn't have to be, but at some point we need to feel safe with being seen for everything. That's what the going all in is, right? So it's not it's not about um you know we we can have a work persona and we can show up in our work persona. I definitely do for killer copy. You know, it's just it's just work, so I do the work, but then there has to be some area of our life that feels safe enough for us to fully express ourselves. Whether that is, uh, you know, mm. with a friend. I mean, it, it's about what's keeping good company is about, right? Like allowing yourself to mm. be seen in those really horrible, dark, gross times and also allowing yourself to be seen in the really amazing, bright, shiny, great, great times. I mean, how many times do you see on Facebook when you're scrolling mindlessly through feeds, people apologizing for how cool their kids are or people apologizing for the good stuff that's going on in their lives? Um, we have to be able to fully express all those parts of ourselves without having to apologize. And that doesn't have to necessarily be in our business. We can have some separation between that. But I feel like it's really important for us to uh, find some way to feel safe enough to express ourselves fully with our partner, with our kids, with our, you know, with, with, with whoever. And that can happen in a work sense or not. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but I feel like it's important that we have it somewhere in our lives. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, like just thinking back to, to last year and, you know, it's a bit of time preceding that and thinking about how, how little I considered, um, my own thoughts mm. and feelings which is a weird thing to say but I think you're one of the only people who I was absolutely able to be honest with about how I was feeling um because I think so so much I think parenthood in of young kids can trip you into some sort of space of thinking about other people all the time I think you know when you've got communities online like I'm always thinking about um, my small steps members, I'm always thinking about, um, how to offer value and serve a community of women who are on the same path as me. And, you know, especially with Nick going through his tough times, I was just considering mm. all of that. And there was this really big separation between my home life and how I was showing up online until I just couldn't do it anymore because one of my, my, you know, brand or company values is authenticity. I, I had to start sort of sharing and showing up in the way that I was feeling. And it was really interesting. You know, when I do that, I can get, I get the most heightened responses. So I get the most likes and comments and interactions, but I also get a whole stack mm. of unlikes and unsubscribes so mm. it sort of polarizes and I like people either are just like oh shut yeah. up <laughs> or oh 
I hear you. I'm feeling you. And this just makes me want a little bit more. And I kind of got cool with, you know, I mean, I just don't, I just cannot care about unsubscribes. They happen all the time when you've got lists of, you know, tens of thousands of people, you know, it starts to just not really matter. But I also just think I only want to be showing up authentically and I only want to be showing up for the mm. people who give a shit and who, who, who vibe with it. If they don't, that's cool. There's lots of other people out there. And if something that I have said or shared has helped someone, then job done. But it is like I think it was last year that I really found it hard to what this episode is about is, you know, show up even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. And I think if you're running a business, like, you know, you just have to find ways in order to be able to keep the business running. And for me, that involves a lot of outsourcing, a lot of trusting the people around me. Uh, Now it's involving a lot of systems and organising and getting content ahead so that if things do fall off, then I'm still safe, like the work is done and I don't have to panic, you know. That was always the worst thing, feeling like I had no choice about switching off or not communicating or having maybe a bank of social media posts where I could just automate them so that I didn't have to think about what to say when I just couldn't care. (laughs) But what do you reckon you do when you don't feel like showing up but you do anyway? Like how or how do you move through that? What do you say to yourself? Well, honestly, up until recently, I just haven't. You know, I've also just gone into hiding. But I mean, actually, that's not true because with kill with philosophies, often I'll leave. You know, I'll, I'll just realize, oh shit, there's an episode that needs to go live tomorrow, and I haven't recorded it, and I just have to switch on and do it. And yeah. And so that's pretty much it. Like I just do it. It just has to be done. There's no, there's no magic formula steps to get you from feeling shit, you know, and like you don't want to show up to showing up other than actually showing up. I sort of find sometimes that's where the gold is anyway. When you haven't overthought something. When you're just actually tapping into what's going on right now, you know, when I committed to sending a weekly newsletter back in freaking 2015, was it, I think, and I committed to sending something out every week, that was, it It just, it was actually became kind mm. of like a dear diary, which I'm <laughs> switching away from a little bit right now. Uh, but it was, it, it, it forced me to do something. I I, I truly think that the most creative things come out of those moments, like when they, you feel like there's nothing in the fridge for dinner. No. Or maybe I mean. not you, Carly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when I when there's nothing there and I'll just look around and go, oh, my God, what's for dinner? And then I'll be like, oh, hang on. There's some cold sausages. Okay, I can put that in. I've got some rice. I've got some. What could I do with that capsicum? And then suddenly I'm making these stuffed capsicums with blah, blah, blah. I mean, I just, I'm totally making that up. It'll be on the but blog next find, week. Like, it's next week's newsletter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally making that. Uh, but when you don't 
when 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 your kind of back is against the wall, sometimes that's when the best yeah. things happen because you're pulling your internal resources and creativity and it just kind of has this magic mix of, huh, that was interesting. Never, would never have thought about that if my logical brain was switched yeah, on. Yeah, totally. And I think like when it comes to – uh, you know, th- uh, yeah, that's just the, I think that's the creative process, right? Like sometimes you're in your, when you're trying too hard, it's, yeah, there's more attachment to things where if you just kind of like doing things on the fly, sometimes it works better because there isn't the attachment. I don't think it's necessarily about the way that you create or the conditions that you create under. I think it's more about sometimes we have greater attachment for it to needing to be something, you know, like I'm going to create this thing and it's, and it's going to be really impactful. And so then we sit down with the intention of that, but then sometimes we can slip into this place where we, I don't know, then become really attached to it needing to be something. So it's not, it's not this full expression. It's this full expression thwarted by, um, your attachment. Mm. <laughs> Good old attachment. <laughs> oh yeah, that little doozy. So yeah, uh, it's and it's true. And the way that I get through attachment is, you know, like here's an example. I recorded something. I I, I created this amazing. I, I was feeling very weird mm. about Australia Day this year, and. I uh I wrote this big long Facebook post and I I worked on it. I reckon I was on my phone. Nick was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Can you just I just got to can you just what, the kids are annoying mm. me. I just need to finish this." And I kept on saying that time after time. And I wrote this beautiful. I was so proud of it. I would say it was one of the best things I've ever written because no one can yeah. see it, so I can say that. Uh <laughs> but I really it was really considered and well thought out. And then the Facebook app on my phone froze, and I'll and, and don't I lost you fucking hate that? I did that. I, I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me, where I've written something really, really profound, and then it's gone, and then I try to rewrite it, and then I just have to give up <laughs> and just accept that it's it wasn't meant to be. I sat there crying. Nick's like. Go to your room. <laughs> so I went to my room and I just sat there with a pencil and a piece of paper trying to find the words again. And I and I just got so cross at myself, at Facebook, at the world, at the universe. Anyway, I said to Nick, Nick said, why don't you just record a video? And I said, well, because I wanted to write it. I wanted people to actually read this. And I know that so many people just glide past videos, but Anyway, then I thought, oh, no, hang on, Turn, flip this, Lisa. This could be really fun. I'd been out on Australia Day morning. I walked the kids. Nick had to do a little bit of work. So I walked the kids down to Ackland Street. So we got they were on their bikes and scooters. We had a lamington and a, I had a coffee and then we went and played in a park and just having a really good time. We spoke a lot about what Australia Day means, and I shared a lot. They they, they know, well, the older two know um, they've met Aborigines before and they've met 
you know, they understand like those really big long things that they blow into. Yeah, didgeridoos. But we spoke about it and they were really listening and they wanted and they thought it was very unfair what had happened. So anyway, I thought, okay, we've had this experience this morning. I'm feeling a bit weird. Nick feels weird. We're all feeling a bit weird about Australia Day. I'm just going to put the camera in front of them and see what they say. And so you know, spoke to the kids, interviewed them for about 10 minutes. They loved it until yeah. <laughs> they were just over it. And then um, same goes with Nick, just put the camera in front of him. And then I put the camera in front of me. And then I took a few little shots of people doing things around the house. And then I sat on my phone. Nick took the kids to the beach and I was like, I'll tidy up the house. Just give me some time, you know, just, just need to get shit in order around here. And then uh, I sat and I edited for about two hours. Mm. And it was so fun and I created something visually that I was really proud of and um, and it's it either resonated or not resonated with people and that's totally cool. But I had to allow that it wasn't going to go out in the way that I originally intended it to go out. But I'm hoping that this is something that will be even better, that I'll be kind of – and it got me also back into the zone because I'm just – pure experimentation with Small Steps TV at the moment and not super attached to um, outcome at this stage because we're just experimenting. But it just also gave me a chance to just sit and edit and cut something up together that felt more interesting than a Facebook Live. And then you just put it out there and you're like, "Mm, you know, I wonder what the feeling would have been or what the conversation would have been if I did just show up on Facebook Live. Oh, well, I'll never know. Yeah, and I think that's the key, right? Like it's so hard to take sometimes when you feel like you've put your your best into something and then it's like gone and it can feel really unfair. But if it was meant to have gone out, if it was meant to happen that way, it would have. Yeah. And so you have to have some level of acceptance around that, right? A hundred percent. And it did also just give me – uh, cause I, I had been thinking it'll be just, it's too hard to cut something out. It's too hard to create video, blah, 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 blah. But now I just real, and now it's given me the lesson that, you know, doing my own editing, it just takes so long. And I, I don't want to be doing that job in my business, but I do need someone to do that. I want to yeah. create more stuff like this. And, uh, so there's just lessons everywhere, but I had to let go of that. It wasn't going to happen in that other way, in that beautiful piece of prose. Oh, God, it was so good, Carly. <laughs> anyway, whatevs. Um, now I've got this this other thing. So uh, have we I think so. we talked this out? <laughs> I'm, you, I'm not, um, on the other I'm not crying. It? I'm not crying. I don't know yeah, where we are right now. But I'm not crying, so that's a good thing. <laughs> and I do feel like – but see, the, I, I think this is the lesson, right? Like <sighs> – we show up as as we are and eventually we do switch back on, you know. It's like uh, it, it goes back to the Dave Grohl thing. It's like he he might not be feeling it before he gets out on stage and then he probably maybe has a little pity party and then he does the things that he needs to do and he shows up. And in the showing up, the magic happens in the showing up. Yeah, yeah. But if you're, if you're constantly running away from feeling those things, whatever it is, whether it's fear of being seen, whether it's 
you know, if you're, if you're constantly running away from that stuff, then you're never going to be, exper- you're never going to experience that feeling of turn on, you know, because I think we think turn mm. on, you know, we, t- we have to turn it on or, and that, and that, that is inauthentic and it doesn't, I don't know, like it's like a showman or something, but turn on happens when you turn on and it's good. It's a good feeling, but you can't experience if you never allow yourself to be turned on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's why my word for 2018, yeah, 2018. What year are we in? 2018 is inspired. Like the more I'm in, I am committing to putting myself in a space where I feel inspired, the better stuff I bring to everything. And so that's why that's my job this year. Yeah. Uh, and mine, and my, I, um, I feel- you know, we were talking about, you know, I had my, I have my word honor, but then, uh, my other feeling word is really pleasure because I have, um, hidden from pleasure for a very long time and I want to experience it. And in order to experience it, I have to show up for that. And that's what it is, right? Like you show up and then in the showing up, the, the turning on happens. Mm, totes. Right on. Well, I'm glad we've we've worked this out. This is what our conversations <laughs> sound like. Um, <laughs> but it would have been good if we were recording that initial. Oh, that would have just been ugly. Sigh. But yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, if I had recorded it, I would put it out there. Yep. Yeah. That's where you're at right now, I, and I'm really. And I think that what you are right now is a service to the world and just more and more people are going to be hearing you and resonating with you and thanking you. So you're following it and it's going to, it's just, it's yeah, only totally. a good thing. But, and, and we have All to right. show up for that, right? Like that's what we have to show up for, whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be you showing up for, you know, sharing the you having a meltdown stuff uh it just has to be you showing up in any way yes yes and it's funny when in the small steps membership we did um you know if it's Mm. not a hell yes it's a no to help simplify our decision making and there were quite a few people who said well that means i would never kind of leave the house because it's not uh but but staying at the house is not a hell yes either is it so what I, when you said before about it's not yes. honouring the big picture goal, which is living a full life, connected life, uh, you know, having friends or whatever, you, that's a safe, that's a safe no. Yeah. And sometimes like the hell yes is in like, yeah, hell yes, I need to get out of the house, even although I don't feel like it. That's what showing up for your highest good really means. So true. Sweet. Well, we're done here. Right, well, well done. <laughs> Smashed it. Okay. We'll see you in the next episode. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. Well, it's a cool it stuff is a cool group. in there. A fucking cool group. Sweet. Thanks for sticking around. See you next Monday. Remember to subscribe and keep good company.